guys how y'all doing out there it is october 31st 2022 halloween how y'all doing out there it is monday and so if you're hearing this on monday on halloween and you went to a party over the weekend you didn't get in trouble by the popo this <laughs> is so good for you i uh, hope you guys enjoyed yourselves over the weekend I was planning on going to my friend's Halloween party they invited me to. I talked a little bit about that last week. I never did end up going. I became lazy. I didn't want to go traveling. I didn't want to drive really far from where I live now to uh, his party. It's no slam on his party. I mean, his parties are great. Don't get me wrong. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old or something like that. I just I couldn't go. I, I didn't want to. Well, I could, I could have went, but I just chose not to I try to play it safe because I know how his parties are they're pretty wild a lot of drinking a lot of action a lot of craziness going on which is nothing wrong with that I mean I got no problem with that just I just did not feel like going all the way out there for a couple hours and watching a bunch of people fall on their face <laughs> you know I, I, I'm just those days for me are kind of uh, put to side and so I guess I guess you could say I just kind of played it safe and uh, just hung out at home and watched some TV and some scary movies and a lot of ghost ghost shows. You know, those, uh, what is it, Ghost Adventures or Ghost Nation or Ghost something. So that's all I really did. But it is Halloween. I might go out and check it. I don't know. I was thinking about going to check out the local haunted house or something like that. I don't know. Try to get into the spirit because I really do love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays besides Christmas and New Year's Eve. So I don't know. We'll see. But anyhow, so this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read some headlines super quick. I'm I'm not BSing you this time. I'm going to go through really super quick. Try not to clickbait uh, because I do have a Halloween show for you. And I'm going to try to keep it into the Halloween spirit. All right. And then afterwards, uh, I'll be taking a pause and then I'll be coming back and giving you a little bit of my final thoughts on season six. Because, yes, this is episode 35. This is the end of the season. I'll be taking a break for about a month or so. Uh, I'll, again, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the dates are going to be. I'll figure it out here probably by the time this, this is released, and I'll tell you. Anyhow, the only way you're going to really know is you go ahead and go over to Twitter and check out my Twitter page. That's where you can subscribe and hit the notification bell, and that way you'll know when anything drops. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's check out some, see what's going on in the world, check out some headlines. Uh, besides all the Halloween stuff, again, I got all kinds of Halloween stuff. Don't worry, I'm not ignoring that. All right, I got some pretty good stuff lined up. But, let's just jump right to it. And what's happening this Monday is that, it looks like, well, USA Today is reporting that the 2022 Supreme Court affirmative action case won't affect most colleges. I guess there's something going on. I guess they're... They're thinking about repealing affirmative action in colleges uh, via the Supreme Court. I don't know. That's just uh, sounds like a lot of admissions to a lot of race baiting. That's what that's what colleges are doing. So I don't know. Maybe I'll touch base with that sometime. I don't know. Not right now. So I'm going to move on. Here's something Trump asked Supreme Court to block Congress getting his tax returns. <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. I just can't wait till the Democrats are finally out of out of power. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I'm just so sick of their shit. That's why November 8th is coming up. 
Again, hey, Georgia, vote for Herschel Walker. Hey, Pennsylvania, vote for Dr. Oz. Hey, Arizona, vote for Carrie Lake. And uh, what's his name? Masters? Blake Masters? You know what to do, man. Don't, don't, don't bite into the whole Democrat thing like, oh, we're for the people, we're for women's rights and everything like that. Nah, man. It's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. So don't bite into it. All right. Enough of that. Here's something. This is reported from not only Fox News, but NBC News. Pedestrian bridge collapses in India, killing at least 132 people. Let me take a moment and read this real quick. Okay, it seems that it does have some sort of video to it. I'm going to bring it up because I might put it on online too. I might put it on Rumble. This is from NBC News. It says this is coming from Morbi, India. Military teams were searching Monday for people missing after a 143-year-old suspension bridge collapsed into a river. Sunday in the western Indian state of Gujarat. I hope I pronounced that right. Sending hunters plunging into the water and killing at least 133 in one of the country's worst accidents in years. As families mourn the dead, attention was turning to why the bridge, built by Brit the British in the late 1800s, and touted as an engineering marvel collapsed and who might be responsible. Local government had awarded a 15-year contract to maintain and manage the bridge to a Morby-based company, a jaunt manufacturing uh, private limited, mainly known for making clocks, mosquito rackets, and electric bikes. <laughs> what is that? Why would you trust people <laughs> to maintain a bridge that make mosquito rackets and electric bikes? It's like Gavin Newsom who sat there and uh, he had a contract during the pandemic to make millions and millions of uh, masks by an electric bus company that manufactures bus batteries. Stupid. Local government awarded a 15-year contract. Oh, I just said that. It reopened the bridge, which spans a wide section of the Machuchu River on October 26th. That's the first day of the Gujarati New Year, which coincides with the Hindu festival season and the newly reopened attraction. Drew hundreds of sights here. So there is video. I want to jump right into it. I just took a look at a little bit of it. If you're watching this, uh, it, it's warning you that there, the video includes images and or audio some viewers may find upsetting and or disturbing. And that's clickbait for me. So here it is. If you're watching on TV, if you're listening, take a listen. It's about a, it says about a minute 19. It's the bridge collapsing. Let's take a look and listen. Come on. Shows people bridges swaying. It's from surveillance camera. People are rocking it. There's a couple of people in the background rocking it. Whoa, and then it just drops. Wow. Wow. At least 177 survivors were pulled from the Machuchu River. And just people, some people were swimming, some people were still on the bridge. And they're just putting people back in ambulances and shit. It's nuts. People in the water floating, 
I guess they're dead. I don't know. Team from the Indian Army, Navy, and Air Force have been dispatched to help with the recovery. There's searchers out there looking for the people. St. Minister of Kachart said those killed and injured were mostly teens, women, and older people. That's what it says. Wow. And the bridge is just like a twisted mess. That's nuts. I'm going to tweet that out. Let me do that right now. Yeah, so go ahead. Go check out my, my Twitter page. The story's right there if you want to check out the video. It's horrible, man. I mean, it was kind of weird because you, you do see some people rocking it. You know how some people do that when they get on those little suspension bridges and like playgrounds and stuff and kids will sit there and jump up and down and rock it. And, you know, these are grown adults doing it, I guess, or some children, teenagers or whatever it looked like. And it just, it failed. So there that goes. Uh, over here at the New York Post, it says Nancy and Paul Pelosi's son reveal extent of dad's hammer attack injuries. I don't know what I don't know if I want to get into that real I don't know, maybe I will. We'll get back to that in a second. Now I do have a story about a tragedy that happened over the weekend. So even though I do have some Halloween stories lined up for you, a lot of them are there are some good ones, really good ones, you know, nice ones, family friendly ones, and then there are some that happen to be tragic and negative. So a little dark. Halloween story for you and one is an accident that happened in South Korea in Seoul they had a they had a mass festival Halloween festival out there and I guess it was over hundreds I forgot how many there was a stampede of some sort and it killed like hundreds of people I forgot the exact number right off the top but uh, that happened over the weekend and today's Monday and right here they're still searching it says NPR's uh, after Seoul's Halloween tragedy South Koreans are searching for answers Seoul Halloween, CNN says Seoul Halloween 2022 live Seoul Korea Halloween stampede. I guess they have a video of it. I'm not going to get into that. I think I already tweeted out, so go check it out. It, it is a tragic thing. The story that I have uh, about it, just stay tuned for that. And you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just tragic. It's horrible. Uh... What else we got going on? Ukraine war power and water supply hit across Ukraine in massive Russian missile strikes. So, ugh. They're trying to take out their infrastructure. Oof. That, that's, that's desperation right there on Putin's part. He vowed to say he wasn't going to go nuclear on Ukraine. And somehow the Biden administration is kind of, you know, they're saying uh, that Putin's lying or something like that. I don't know why the administration would, would think, would contradict what, you know, Putin is saying. If Putin didn't mean it, why would Putin say it? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is for Biden administration saying, ah, he's lying. I mean, who's he trying to convince? I don't know. Anyhow, this says right here, Delphi murders live update suspect charging killing of teen girls. Suspect arrested for the 2017 slaying of two teen girls. So I'm like, I'm not going to jump into that. If you guys know what's going on with that, you might want to let me know. Unfortunately, I mean, it, every life that's lost, especially if you're killing children, it is a very important story. I'm not diminishing that. It's just there's so much going on in the world. I, you know, I'm just reading the headlines. So 
that offend you? My apologies. Uh, there's still... God, everywhere you go, it's the Paul Pelosi show. Paul Pelosi called cops on attack suspect David DePape. That, 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 they do have a name for him. I forgot. They did oust him. It's kind of weird because if you see the video of the guy's home in Berkeley, because he, he lived in Berkeley with some roommates, I guess. And the home, I, I, every time I go into Berkeley for business, because I do go into Berkeley about once a month business for business purposes. I mean, a lot of the homes have all these Black Lives Matter shit and the, you know, the, the, the tranny gay mafia flag, you know, with the white, pink, brown, black, every color in, in the crayon box, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it just a lot of SJW crap on this home that this guy lived in. So he's one of those. But then again, you know, they say he's got a lot of conservative ideas. I don't know. It's kind of strange. They're trying to make it make him out to be some sort of, I guess, conservative when he's not. I mean, he's an SJW guy. You know, he's one of these radicals, but he's a lunatic, you know. It says right here. Now, hold on a second. There's video. I might I might touch base with this real quick. Hold on. All right. So this has come from NBC News. I don't know the accuracy of this story. It's Chuck Todd talking about it. Uh, you know, I, I just don't put faith in, in NBC News anymore. They're too uh, hard left-leaning. I don't know. I mean, it is news. You know, there is a level of accuracy to it. You know, I mean, everybody seems to be on the same page as far as this goes. But again, those rumors I was talking about with Paul Pelosi and, and his attacker, a little sketchy. I don't know if people are reporting it, but here's an update on that. Uh... As they claimed, there was a third person inside the house during the attack. So let's take a listen. I'd be a little interesting. Let's get the latest on where this investigation stands. I'm joined now by our uh, investigative correspondent, Tom Winter. So, Tom, we know that there's uh, multiple law enforcement agencies involved. We know that the suspect, uh, D David DePepe, is going to be charged tomorrow. What else have you learned overnight? Right. Some important details I think you might find interesting, Chuck. It's our understanding now that this individual, David DePepe, as you alluded to, 42, no known address, <laughs> uh, no uh, recent guy. employment that we're aware of, uh, was able to get into the Pelosi bedroom where Paul Pelosi was. All that, according to District Attorney Brooke Jenkins, in an interview with NBC News yesterday, she said that this individual has been interviewed by police. So it indicates that he is at least talking to them, which might help out figuring not only why he was there, what his specific motive now, was, but perhaps just as importantly. Hold on a second. Look carefully at the window right here. I'm going to put this out on video. It, it, if you look at the bay door windows where they were smashed, everybody's seen the picture by now. If you haven't, I don't know, your head's in the sand or something. I don't know. But if you look, the damage to the glass is from the inside out. As if the, I, that just doesn't make sense. And it sure doesn't make sense to me, you know, why Paul Pelosi had a hammer as well as this guy, the attacker, did. What's his name? To pay for whatever the fuck his name is. It's really weird. 
what he intended to do when he was there. Certainly anybody that brought a hammer and attempted to kill Paul Pelosi uh, is somebody that probably had some pretty violent intents if the speaker was there, but we're hopeful to get some more information about that. Uh, as you said, expected to be charged on state charges tomorrow. She also indicated that it's possible the federal authorities could move forward with charges uh, in a parallel investigation or a parallel case uh, as well sometime in the future. You know, there have been a lot of uh, of the reports have indicated sort of how police got there and they witnessed the beating at the time. And there seems to be a hint that there was a third person in the house. You've got some new details on that as well, Tom. What can you tell us? Well, that's correct, Chuck. So the police chief came out and did a press conference later on Friday when, when most people had uh, right. uh, already started to go to bed on the East Coast. And, and in that press conference, uh, he stated that there was a third person inside the house that opened the door for police when they were called to that house. Hmm. And that's when they saw the struggle over the hammer between uh, DePepe and Pelosi. And then DePepe, according to police, uh, struck Pelosi in the head with that hammer. You know, we've done an analysis on DePepe's social media and blog posts over the years, both law enforcement, our analysis, kind of the same uh, in this regard, that he had some fringe left-wing views, some fringe right-wing views. Uh, but according to our own Ben Collins, really over the last year or so, Chuck, mm -hmm. this individual went to the alt-right, far-right type ideology that we've seen, talking QAnon, talking Pizzagate, <laughs> and then just Pizzagate. a lot of very right. anti-Semitic postings. And Tom, this attack happened and it was coincidental that DHS and other law enforcement agencies put out uh, a public warning of domestic political violence events in the next couple of weeks surrounding the election. What more can you tell us about it? Yeah, they're clearly concerned about it, both the FBI, the DHS, and the National Counterterrorism Center. We can take a look at it, but essentially they're saying following the DHS. 2022 midterm elections, perceptions of election-related fraud or dissatisfaction could result in these heightened threats of violence against a broad range of targets, such as ideological opponents, so people that are on the other side of the aisle, if you will, uh, as well as election workers. To that point, in June of 2021, the Justice Department set up a Threats to Election Workers Task Force. In the past year, up until June of this year, they had a 1,000 types of threatening, harassing messages to people that work the polls. We're not talking about politicians. Right. And over 10% of those have led to further federal investigations. Tom Winter, this is a story. What does that, first off, what does that have to do with the, with the Pelosi thing? They're throwing in this whole bunch of, you know, they're implying that there's a bunch of crazy right-wingers that are going to influence poll workers or attack poll workers or anything like that. Because if I remember correctly, in 2020, it was uh, all the left-leaning poll workers that were putting paper on front of the window so people couldn't look in. They were kicking out all the, you know, Republican, I guess the people that watch how they're conducting the poll, the, the ballot counting, all the Republican uh, sided individuals that were doing that, they were all kicked out of the building or either that, or they were even, I think in Philadelphia, they were even locked in closets all right. So that wasn't a bunch of Republicans doing that. That was a bunch of lefties, a bunch of knuckleheaded radicals. You know, those those clowns you see, used to see all around, you know, in the last election, they wear the black mask with the big white letters that say vote. <laughs> They're just a bunch of I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, there you go. So there's a third person. That's what they're saying. All right. Well, moving on. Well, again, if it comes out, 
but I, again, I, I think there's a lot more to the story that's being led on. But a third person, they're saying. So, well, I think that I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna say something that I'm I'll probably I'm probably wrong, but I think Paul Pelosi and the attacker knew each other. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, I think a little bit of uh, some shenanigans between the two. I guess that would be the polite way of saying it without implicating myself as passing along fake news. But I think they, there's more to the story than what we're led on to believe. So, moving on. Uh, here we go. Daily Mail says, now, I did a story about this on Friday. About um, Steph Curry wasn't going to move into this one particular apartment. Uh, for I forgot for whatever reason. But this is kind of... This is... Um, this is a follow-up story, I guess, on Sunday, yesterday. Daily Mail says San Francisco's Four Seasons residence sells for sells 13 of 146 apartments. Crime blamed for deterring buyers. Of course. Again, just like I said in the last episode, who the fuck would want to buy an apartment for $9 million in San Francisco? It makes no sense. It's stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't waste my money in, in dumping it off in San Francisco. San Francisco is crime-ridden. Besides all the feces and needles laying around, you got all kinds of maniacs running around. <laughs> Nudists. I mean, come on. Guys with hammers and shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't care if the guy lived that one dude lived in Berkeley. Bay Area's fucked up. Don't buy no shit. I'm just telling you guys, save your money. Buy a nice place in, in uh, beautiful Oklahoma or Montana or something like that. But if you're a, you know, a radical, you know, left-leaning liberal, don't. You can stay here in San Francisco. You, you guys can come in and move in over here and continue fucking up the state, all right? But, yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm telling you, all you guys got to do is vote these people out, man. DAs, council members, senators, mayors. Vote them out. All the radicals, they're fucking everything up. Come on. Uh, coming from Entertainment Weekly News, The View dressed a child in Will Smith Oscars slap Halloween costume. I don't know what the hell that, what is going on here. Let me check this out. So this is coming from EW.com, which is Entertainment Weekly. Let's take a look at the, it, it, it real quick. It just says Will Smith's Oscars slap still stings several months later as the ladies of The View revisited the controversial moment on their annual Halloween episode. Uh, the holiday-themed episode... <laughs> Look at the picture just popped up. The holiday-themed episode began as the panel introduced their personal costumes inspired by the iconic female character in television history, ranging from Joy Behar's Peg Bundy to Whoopi Goldberg as a red-hooded handmaid from The Handmaid's Tale. Co-host Sarah Haynes then skewed into the quote-unquote boo-are-you-wearing segment featuring costumes inspired by this year's hottest toppies that included both horror stories and shocking moments from pop culture, politics, and more. And it shows a picture. I don't know who the hell this is. Who is this? It's just some kid. So the kid is, he's dressed up in an all gold, I guess, bodysuit. And except for, it, it, he's all gold, even his face is painted gold, except for the red hand mark on his face. 
which is pretty much indicating the slap that we all know that Will Smith did to Chris Rock. <laughs> I have to admit, it's pretty funny. I, I don't agree with the view at all, but I, I find that a little humorous. Just says, after ushering in models and costumes, touching on everything from Dr. Oz to economic inflation. <laughs> Ashley Aldifer Kaufman, the talk show's wardrobe supervisor, brought out a child wearing a head-to-toe gold bodysuit, like I said, with a hand hand a red handprint painted over their cheek. Quoting, we do not want to endorse violence of any kind, but we couldn't help but talk about one of the hottest hot, hot topics this year, she said, as the child posed before the hosts. So we have our interpretation. We have an Oscar statue. We call this the Oscar slap. And he has a red face paint, a red face paint on the statue. <laughs> Poor kid. EW has reached out to Rock and Smith for comment. They're not going to talk. <laughs> uh, there's Cheryl now if you're watching if I put this out Cheryl Underwood is is she on The View? no she's not on The View that's that's Whoopi Goldberg Cheryl Underwood follows me on Twitter she's on the other show it's not The View is it The View? I know it's not The View it's that other show that's on CBS thought that was Cheryl Underwood that's Whoopi Goldberg I don't know what the hell she's. She looks like Red Red Riding Hood or some shit. I don't know. Uh, View wasn't the only major production to include a Halloween-centered reference to the Oscar slap over the weekend. The Jack Harlow hosted episode of Saturday Night Live included a sketch about costumes that that starred Devon Walker as a man dressed as a rock with a hand glued to his face. <laughs> At the March Oscar ceremony, Smith, before winning Academy Award for Best Actor for his role in King Richard, approached the stage, slapped Rock, who was presenting another award after the comedian made a joke about the, uh, about the hair of his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, who was alopecia, picia? I don't know what the hell it is. All right, that's enough of that. I'm not going to put this on video either. <laughs> you get the gist of it. I'll just, I'll, I'll go ahead. If I, I don't even think it's worth even putting on my Twitter. So, I don't know. You'll just have to look for it. It is a pretty funny picture, though. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? Oh, no. It says right here. Now, this is a local thing. If you live in the Bay Area, you know what I'm talking about. Bay Area Great America is closing, but some plan to resurrect it. Good. That's a childhood fucking... I, I grew up at that amusement park. Used to be owned by Marriott. You know, the um hotel... Marriott, they owned uh, Great America. It's a Great America is an amusement park here in in, in Santa Clara, in the Silicon Valley. It's been around for quite a while, and then it was bought up by Paramount. Anyhow, um, it's a great park. It does a lot of business, but I don't know why they're closing it. I think a lot of people in Santa Clara County, I think the Santa Clara County or the city of Santa Clara, want to tear it all down for whatever reason and just build a bunch of luxury apartments for a lot of dot commerce, a lot of, you know, big tech guys. It's, it's out of control. I, I think it's a stupid move. Um, just kind of give you an idea of exactly where it's at. It's right next door to uh, Levi Stadium where the San Francisco 49ers play. Should call them the Santa Clara 49ers, but it's right next door to that. They share the same parking lot. So I don't know. I, I think it's a bad idea. That's just me. Moving on. 
Pulp Fiction star's son dead at 25. Cormac was a rock star on the rise. Trying to see who he's his son of. Can't really tell. I'm not going to click on it. Uh, let's see what else. Hmm. Homeless man fatally stabs father, daughter outside Coles in an apparent random attack. Christ. It quickly just says a California man and his 22-year-old daughter have been stabbed to death by a homeless man while they were working on their car outside of Coles. Police said Ken Evans, 54, and McKenna Evans were spending time together around, around noon Thursday tinkering on the sedan in Palmdale just north of Los Angeles, when the man attacked them for no apparent reason, the LA Times had reported. Ken was rushed to a hospital where he died while his daughter was pronounced dead at the scene. Wow. LA County Sheriff's deputies have arrested a suspect who they said may be transient. The newspaper had reported. Wow, that's tragic, man. And of course, as you can imagine, Elizabeth Evans, the victim's devastated wife and mother, mourn the shocking loss, has pictures of this guy. I'm looking at this guy, and you can call me judgmental. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But I'm looking at this guy. This guy looks like an illegal alien, man. Guy's got no shirt and a backpack and a hat. Scruffy, scroungy-looking guy. Man, I'm telling you, man, L.A., you guys need to tighten up down there. You need to vote those motherfuckers out, man. That goes with everybody all around the country. Get rid of these these radical DAs and, and, and politicians, man. I mean, this, this is just too much, man. Mom says she wasn't just my daughter. She was my best friend. Mom said Sunday about McKenna. She was just full of joy, and she cared for both people and animals, she told KTLA, she was an absolute beacon. She didn't know a stranger. She didn't know a stranger. Everybody became her best friend. There she is. That's sad. I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. Moving on. Here's something you may not have known. Very interesting. Uh, this comes from the post. It says, how picking your nose could increase risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. <laughs> Is that what did Biden in? Kept shoving his fucking index finger up his nose. Is that Bi Biden's excuse? I mean, that's a good excuse. He wants to, you know, blame something on his stupidity. That's a good way to say I pick my nose too much. I'm not going to get into it. it. It seems like it. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm already hit the 30 minute mark here with the headlines. Uh, it's on the New York Post. Look it up. Picking your nose gives you Alzheimer's. All right. Meta shareholders rage at tone deaf Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse push. I know. Who the hell? I, I, don't, I don't even get involved with that. Meta. I live right by the place. Facebook, Meta, whatever. Elon Musk responds to LeBron James' scary AF and N-word concern. On Twitter, I don't know. LeBron James, come on, man. That dude's a straight up, takes the commie money, no problem. He's a, he's an American sellout. That's how I see it. You Laker fans out there don't like it, so what? Shout out to you guys in Cleveland. I know you love LeBron James at some point, you know, at some level, but, you know, the guy's, he's, he's a sellout. It's just it. 
Model Magic, a full breakdown of Giselle's net worth as she divorces Tom Brady. I think he gave her, didn't I heard something? He gave her like $12.5 million. Uh, uh, 12, no, he gave $12.5 million home to her. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why people are harping on this, this divorce so much. I think good looking woman and everything. I don't know, man. I, I just never seen him as a, as a couple that, you know, has any type of controversy to him. Texas mom shoots burglar while hiding with children during home invasion. The cops say good for her. That's Texas right to bear arms and defend yourself and your, your property, your family. That's what that's all about. It looks like the burglar. I'm not going to judge him. Just by his looks alone, but he looks like a scumbag. So, too bad he's not dead. Save taxpayers money and trying to convict him. A woman, 21, gives birth on a flight. Names baby after unbelievable birth story. Uh, Tom Brady and his kids volunteer at food bank after Giselle Bucci, the the Giselle Bunchen divorce. Good for them. Uh, says keeps getting worse. Wedding guest cringeworthy speech draws Michael Scott comparisons. <laughs> Michael Scott, that's a that's a hell of a funny character. Here we go. Gut wrenching clues: parents in murder suicide that killed kids faced debts. Dad's injury. Family of Brian and of Brittany Nelson from Oklahoma said the couple had nearly $130,000 in debts and the husband was suffering from crippling headaches at the time of last week's murder-suicide that left the pair and their six children dead. It's in Oklahoma. Uh, let me just finish up right here because I'm going way beyond. I got a big show. I got a big Halloween show. This is what's... That's... You know what? I'm about ready to just end it. Hold on. Let me check one Real quickly, see if there's anything of importance. Yeah, I went over to Fox News. It's funny. Illegal immigrant accused in Pelosi attack made violent threats against House Speaker Court Records show. Yeah, he's an illegal alien. The guy's from, he's an illegal alien from Canada. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, you don't really hear anything about that, right? He's a Canadian. Illegal alien Canadian. That's a wild. Justice Thomas rejects lawyer rationale for using race and admissions. That's what the SCOTUS thing is all about. That whole affirmative action nonsense. Biden reportedly shouted at Zelensky during tense phone call about war aid. Good. I hope he's starting to think about not giving up all our money to, to Zelensky. I've been hearing there's a lot of fraud. I've seen a picture of Zelensky. And I think it was it was a thumbnail on, on a guy's video. If you haven't heard the, about this guy, it's called a Doctor of Common Sense. I watch him every once in a while. Anyhow, he had a thumbnail of Zelensky standing in front of a green screen. You know, I don't know what the story was. I didn't watch his video about it, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if he's. If, if, I don't know. I just don't know what to make of Zelensky anymore. It. I don't know. I mean, people praise him. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, he's fighting a good fight and he's doing a pretty good job leading, leading the fight. But I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, poll shows where Democrats and Repub Republicans stand in key midterm races. I'm not going to get into that. Again, 
Don't vote for a Democrat. Save yourselves. Save your family. Save your communities. Vote Republican or don't vote at all. <laughs> That's about as rational as it gets. Kendall Jenner sparks controversy over Halloween costume. Uh, she's first off, she's dressed as I don't. I never watched that movie, but she's dressed as the cowboy. I guess that was Tom Hanks' character. I forgot the name of that character, but she's dressed as him, and uh, she looks pretty damn good. <laughs> Not to say so. <laughs> I'm just being real. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a male character, if I'm not mistaken, and she's she's dressed up as him. She looks good, man. Oh, calm down, Dan. It's Halloween. Sexy Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah, I got a story about this, about these colleges telling people, uh, their students how to dress. Uh, they don't want people, their students being racially insensitive about the costumes they wear. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up real quick here. Uh, I talked about that. It says right here, sticky situation. Astros pitcher fires back after accusations of cheating in game two win. Have not been following, you know, I have not been following the playoffs too much. I've been following when San Diego was playing LA. I was watching that intently. I was hoping, I think it, yeah. Was it LA when they were playing? Yeah. I was, I was pulling for the Padres. I lived in San Diego for a minute, so that's the only reason I was supporting them. Uh, Congressman warns after niece killed during Halloween stampede. Okay, so that's, oh, really? Yeah, that story's coming up, too. All right. That seems to be what's going on. <laughs> Hold on a second. There's just one more. One more, I promise you. All right, real quick. It just says, I'll, I'll finish off with this one. It just says, passenger crawls off plane after allegedly being asked to pay for wheelchair service. What? I thought they, they help people in wheelchairs for free, you know? Usually they help them board and, you know, offload them off of planes. I, what is this all about? It says right here, a Jetstar passenger with a disability says she was humiliated after having to crawl off the plane in order to get to her wheelchair. Video of Australian passenger Natalie Curtis surfaced over the weekend showing... Curtis using her hands to lift her body down the plane's aisle after it landed in Bangkok. After the plane landed, Curtis was reportedly told that she would have to pay extra to use a special wheelchair that fits in the plane's aisle, which would transfer her from her seat to her own wheelchair, according to multiple reports. <laughs> wow. She said she refused the service because it normal it's normally free, according to local Australian news outlet Seven News Townsville. When Curtis first boarded the flight in Singapore, she was offered the special wheelchair service for free, the Daily Mail had reported. Curtis told Seven News Townsville that she will never fly with the Australian low-cost airline again after feeling humiliated and degraded. Guess what? It's got video. Get to that just in a second. Quoting on, definitely, it's quoted saying, definitely the most humiliating experience I have had traveling. Curtis wrote on her Facebook page, adding that she most definitely did not do this for attention. A representative for the carrier told 7 News Townsville that the incident was the result of a misunderstanding between the airline staff and the passenger. Of course. 
company says it has since reached out to Curtis to offer her a refund as well as an additional compensation. Yeah, like a million dollars. I would, I mean, why not? Or f- and fire those employees or whoever's responsible. Quoting a miscommunication resulting in delay of an aisle of an aisle chair being made available at the gate on arrival. At no point was the aisle chair withheld due to a request for payment, the carrier said in a statement. Representatives for Jetstar have not immediately responded to Fox Business request for comment. Natalie Curtis has also not immediately responded uh, to a request for comment as well. Okay, let's check out this video real quick. I don't know what we're going to hear, what you'll hear, but I want to see it. And it's her, it's a video of her crawling around on the floor of this, uh, of this plane or whatever. Let's take a look at this. It's about a minute and 43. I don't know what we'll hear or see, but I got to check it out. Come on. Oh God. Hold on. Fucking adverts are cleverly blocking the video. Try it again. Here we go. A Queensland woman with a disability has been filmed crawling along the aisle of a Jetstar flight after oh, she was asked fuck. to pay to be trans. God, my apologies. I'm telling you, fucking adverts, man. They just pop up when you least expect it. You're sitting there trying to watch a fucking video, and then all of a sudden a big fucking advertisement comes up. And it's for shit nobody ever buys or uses. I hate that. I hate that. God, I hate that. All right, one more time. Let me, let me, I'm going to rewind it. All these fucking adverts. It's just nonstop. What is this? Australian? What the fuck? Oh, this is Fox Business. You know what? Fox is garbage when it comes to fucking sharing videos. I'm going to try it one more time. Because if, if it interrupts me again, then it's not going to go out in the video. I want people to see this. Let's try it one more time. A Queensland woman with a disability has been filmed crawling along the aisle of a Jetstar flight after she was asked to pay to be transferred from her seat. Natalie Curtis says as she was leaving the plane, staff asked her to fork out for a special transfer wheelchair to get off the flight. She refused because that service is normally free. Let's bring in Sunrise correspondent Bianca Stone, who's in Brisbane. Bianca, she is very angry. I'm angry too. Oh, Nat, you can say that again. Natalie Curtis has refused to ever fly Jetstar again. She says she was humiliated and degraded by this. Natalie's from North Queensland. She decided to go on a holiday to celebrate her birthday with her friend. She flew from Townsville to Brisbane, then Brisbane to Singapore with no drama. She hopped on that flight from Singapore to Bangkok and used an an aisle seat to get to her seat. It was when she went to disembark, she asked to use that same aisle chair again, and she was told she had to pay never had to pay before so she refused and instead opted to crawl off the plane to get to her own chair now she has complained to jetstar jetstar has offered her an apology but denies she was asked to pay in a statement sent to sunrise jetstar says a miscommunication resulted in the delay of an aisle chair being made available at the gate on arrival at no point was an aisle chair withheld due to request for payment now jetstar says it has offered her a refund as well as additional compensation and natalie will be live you know what i'm done that's it i'm getting right to the halloween shit you know what first i'm just going to finish off with a little statement about fox business not this story you already get the gist of it 
Fox Business, Fox Network, all you fucking people out there on your fucking news networks. All right, fuck you. Fuck you big time. Fuck all of you and your stupid fucking adverts. You guys are the most annoying pieces of shit in media. You would sit there and, and you offer video for people to watch, but you have to, for some god-awful reason, you have to fuck it up by putting your adverts over the story or or have them pop up somewhere on your page, on your web page, which makes the whole video just out of sync and out of whack. I am so goddamn sick of that. I, I, I try my best. It is a pain in the ass when you come to post editing when it comes to shit like that. So I had to get that out of my mind. All right. <laughs> Apologies, but I'm done. I'm done with the headlines. Let's get to Halloween nonsense. Okay, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. Let me fucking get rid of this shit. I'm done with the fucking internet. I am so done with all this bullshit. All right. Here we go. All right. So what I'm going to be talking about today on this Halloween, her story is going to be about that stampede that was going on in uh, Seoul, South Korea. Or 100, I believe it's 130 something people were trampled during the stampede. I guess they're still trying to figure out what caused the stampede. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to definitely touch base with that. I'm going to get rid of all the, the, the dark, negative stories first, and then we'll get into the good stuff afterwards. Also, uh, fentanyl. That's a big, major issue this Halloween season due to the fact that the cartels are intentionally disguising fentanyl uh, as candy and trying to smuggle it into our country. And uh, they have a warning. There's a gentleman, I believe he was, uh, I'm not going to get into who he was. I can't, I'm not going to look that up right now. Trust me. It's something that all parents really should hear and see. If I put it on a video, so stay tuned for that. This Halloween, check your kid's candy. Uh, also, I'm going to do a top 10 of the best and worst candies that is listed on some industry website. I think it was candystore.com or candysomething.com. I don't know. Hey, you'll know it when you hear it. It's really interesting. I think it's kind of fraudulent because I think, you know, a few of the candies on the, the worst list don't belong on the first list. And you'll be surprised at which candies those are. Uh, so, yes, stay tuned for that. Uh, and also, there's a story coming out of San Diego County. Uh, there's a bunch of punks running around in a four-wheel drive, and they're stealing people's Halloween decor for some reason. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get away with it. But as you know, there's a lot of uh, you know cameras out in the world these days, and uh, they're on video. And uh, I think that that story, that particular story, I'm going to release today So on Rumble, so stay tuned for that. All right. And some other stuff I think I got going out there. I got music. I got a little bit of, I think Jerry Seinfeld's in there. He's talking. He's got a, he's got a view of Halloween, which is pretty funny. All kinds of stuff. So that's it for headlines. Let me take a pause and we'll be right back right after this.
tragedy coming out of Seoul, South Korea. Seems that uh, there's a stampede at a Halloween parade of some sort. It's coming from ABC News. It says at least 146 people are dead and 150 are injured after being crushed in a crowd during a Halloween festivity in Seoul, officials in South Korea had said, as the death toll in the tragedy continues to rise. And uh, this is happening right now on Saturday. That's when I'm recording this. So the number, of course, is going to probably go up, unfortunately. Um, the victims are largely in their 20s, according to the National Fire Agency. More deaths were feared in the stampede, officials said during a prior update, when the casualties stood at 120 and 100 injured. And many victims were transferred to local hospitals in cardiac arrest after emergency CPR, the agency had said. The casualties occurred Saturday night in the Idawan Leisure District when a large crowd pushed forward in the area's narrow alleys, according to the witnesses. And it's got pictures. And it's it's pretty jam-packed, that's for sure. A lot of uh, tents and canopies and stuff like that for vendors and, and, and food vendors and such right in the middle of the street. So it's kind of, it, it, there really isn't too much room when you, even if it's a wide street, you got canopies and, and, and people selling their stuff and, and their food and everything right, right there, dead middle of the street. Not much room for people to walk around. Says the incident was reported around 10.20 p.m. Local time officials said it took time to rescue crews to respond due to the large crowds. More than 100,000 people gathered for Halloween parties in the area, which is known for its nightclubs. The area has bars located along narrow back alleys that flank the main street. People got stuck in these curved, slanted alleys, according to witnesses. Uh, bystander video from the scene showed a large emergency and police response in the district as a crowd of people, some in costume, were still gathered at the scene. CPR could be seen being performed in the street. The cause of the crowd surge is under investigations, officials has said. The U.S. offered its support to South Korea in the wake of the tragedy. Quoting these reports out of Seoul are heartbreaking. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on Twitter, uh, he goes on to say, we are thinking about all those who lost loved ones and hoping for a quick recovery for those injured. The United States stands ready to provide the Republic of Korea with any support it needs. President Joe Biden told reporters that he had just heard about the incident and plans to make a statement when I find out more about it. And that's what he said. Does have pictures. I'll go ahead and tweet this out. Just in case... Well, by the time you hear this, it'll, it'll probably be about Sunday or Monday. It'll be Halloween, so you, you'll probably already know or see the pictures. But I'll go ahead and tweet it out regardless. That's tragic, man. You know, um, it does have video. Hold on. I don't know if we'll, if at all we'll hear anything. It just might show video. Hold on a second. It doesn't really have too much video. It just it does have video, but it's it's narrated by you know with music and I, I didn't want to put that up. It just that's annoying. But I did switch over to CNN World, and they go on to further say South Korean President Yoon Suk Yeol, if I pronounce that right, I stand corrected. If I didn't, 
uh, has ordered authorities to rapidly identify the victims in Seoul for the sake of worried families, according to a spokesperson. Yoon immediately activated an emergency management headquarters with the country's prime minister in charge and ordered the interior and safety minister to begin an investigation into the cause of the incident, said Kim Yin-hai. I hope I said that right. A top public relations official for the president. Uh, just goes on to say, the death, the death, this is CNN, again, reporting death toll could rise with local hospitals treating dozens of injured people from the Seoul Halloween emergency. The death toll will likely increase. A local health official said the cause of injuries and deaths in the incident has not been officially confirmed, added Choi J. Wan, the head of Yongsan Health Center. Official blames crowd surge. A local fire official described the emergency as a presumed stampede. But the investigation is just beginning. Few details on specific injuries were provided. Yon Half News Agency reported dozens of people suffered from cardiac arrest and trouble breathing. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I, I kind of know what that feels like. Have you ever been to a rock concert and you're in a big stadium and you're, you're just kind of jam-packed up front and there's nowhere to go? You just... if. Especially for a female, if you're if you're not strong enough to weasel your way out of the crowd, it can be you can get heat exhaustion. Yeah, I mean, you just you can be just exhausted just from trying to stand up straight. And uh, I kind of know what that feels like. I mean, it's when you just become powerless. You know, especially in a stampede. I mean, you're you just lose control. Especially of your bearings and everything, you know what I mean? So, it's pretty crazy. Um, authorities said the emergency was not due to a gas leak or a fire in the popular nightclub district. They started receiving reports of people buried in crowds there around 10.24 p.m. local time, which would be about 9.24 a.m. Eastern. This Saturday, uh, witnesses observed chaotic scene. A witness said people were jammed on a narrow street, could not breathe. Quoting, I saw the people going to the left side, and I saw the person getting to the opposite side. Sung Xiaom told CNN, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing these names. I, I'm just not fluent in Korean pronunciation, so bear with me. Um, the person in the middle got jammed, so they had no way to communicate. They could not breathe. Uh, CNN's Will Ripley reported that a long line of stretchers forming on the street would be used to take bodies from the scene. Wow. And yeah, it, it does have all kinds of pictures. Uh, the dozens of people killed and injured in Seoul's Idawan neighborhood Saturday night were victims of a presumed stampede, like I reported according to a local fire chief. But the investigation is just beginning. I'm trying to see if there's any further details. Uh, this is according to Yang San Fire Department Chief Choi Song Bum. Seventeen hundred and one response personnel are on scene, including five hundred seventeen firefighters, eleven hundred police, and seventy government workers. Bodies of the victims are being trans transferred to multiple hospital mortuaries, according to Choi. Seoul's government is also receiving reports of missing people, as there are many unidentified victims. Authorities are still investigating the incident and working to identify the victims. Wow. And as I mentioned, White House is going to get involved. They'll help out in any way they can. That's a good thing. Something good coming out of the White House. 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. So yeah, that number is going to go up. Unfortunately, it looks like it just by the looks of these these pictures that I'm seeing of ambulances, stretchers, and and just the crowd scene. It just looks it does look chaotic. That's how that's that's sad to hear, man. I, I hope. I I mean, I can only pray for a man. Happy Halloween, I guess. Guess not. Candy was my whole life when I was a kid. That was first 10 years of my life. I think the only clear thought I had was get candy. That was it. Family, friends, school. They're just obstacles in the way of the candy. I'm out for the candy here. I'm just thinking get candy, get candy, get candy, get candy, get candy. That's why you have to teach kids not to take candy from a stranger if they're playing in a playground because they're such candy moron idiot brains. They're just, this man has candy. I'm going with him. Goodbye. I don't care what happens to me. Get candy, get candy, get candy, get candy. Don't go. They'll torture you. They'll kidnap you. It doesn't matter. He has an old Henry. I have to take that chance. Get candy, get candy, get candy. All right. Here's a news report coming from Fox News. And it's a warning for everybody out there about the whole fentanyl crisis we're having going on in the U.S. because of the open border policy of the Biden administration and the warnings about, uh, you know, how these fentanyl pills are starting to look like candy and everything like that. So uh, a former DEA specialist or special operations director, Derek Maltz, argues, it says it argues that cartels should be categorized as terrorist organizations to properly respond to the fentanyl crisis as it is number one killer of 18 to 45 year olds. And so it's a, it's a warning about the fentanyl being smuggled in and how kids can actually mistaken it for candy. Let's take a listen to this. It's a few minutes. I want you guys to hear it. I think everybody should listen to this. Let me pull this up on video because I, I might be putting this out on video. Let's take a listen. Again, this guy's name is former. He's a former DA special operations director. His name is Derek Maltz. Let's take a listen to him. Uh, Derek Maltz is a former DA special ops director and with us now. Sir, good morning to you from Dallas. Uh, you were in a presentation with the DEA administrator, Ann Milgram. She's with been with Dane and me on this program several times. What did she say? And will there be a partnership between Washington and what the governor's trying to do in Texas? Well, the DEA administrator has been showing some leadership over the last several months with the One Pill Can Kill campaign. And now we have Governor Abbott and other law enforcement leaders joining forces because they've recognized the only way we can save American lives is uniting law enforcement with the best and brightest American patriots to go after the threat. And right now, the threat is the Mexican cartels. The Sinaloa cartel and the cartel Jalisco new generation are poisoning our country like we've never seen in the history of the country. And unfortunately, Bill, they're working with the Chinese transnational criminals, and they are actually destabilizing our country. Our families need help. And that's what's happening. So Ann Milgram and the governor and all these law enforcement leaders, I applaud them all. And I'm happy to be in the state of Texas today joining forces with them. You mentioned those gangs. Let's, I just want to show you this video that we got yesterday. Bill Malusian brought it to us. This is a gunfight between rival Mexican gangs just miles from the southern border. If we could pull that up here. I'm sure you've seen it, Derek. Uh, this looks like a war zone. What do you think? God damn. Well, Data, the video proves beyond a reasonable doubt that we're dealing with a terrorist organization right south of our border. Wow. They have military weapons. 
they actually are using sophisticated technology that we can't even infiltrate as a law enforcement community in America. So we need to update the antiquated laws so we could go after them. But they're also involved in mutilations. They're involved in decapitations. They're actually destroying Mexican uh, people as well. It's not just in America. But Governor Abbott has been a leader in this issue. We've been asking to declare the Mexican cartels as terrorists. And I'm happy to see that we have a bipartisan resolution to declare fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. Dana, one thing I want to say is that if al-Qaeda or ISIS was developing a biological weapon in Mexico, would we just sit back and just let 300 Americans die every day? Or would we go after it with the best and brightest in America? And right now the White House is silent and they're not even educating America. And that's really sad. And that's what the families feel. And thank you, Fox, for putting all these family members on the shows because that's what everyone in America can relate to. It's our young, beautiful kids that are dying in their bedrooms because they're being poisoned to death, deceived to death. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, listen, it's um, sometimes necessary to do that, yeah. to drive at home. Uh, Bill Barr said you should treat the Mexican cartels like it's ISIS. One last point here. Last year, 1,700 Texans died uh, because of fentanyl. It is the number one cause of death in Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. The numbers don't lie. It needs a response. Derek Maltz, thank you for your time. Thank Live you. in Dallas, we'll speak again. Thank you. That is nuts, man. That is absolutely nuts. I think it's, uh, I think Trump was on it when he said, I mean, before the whole fentanyl thing was pouring it over our border. Thank you, Joe Biden. I mean, even Trump said, man, you know, these guys are fucking, we got to classify them as terrorists, you know, pushing all that shit into our country. They're killing our people. They're killing our kids, killing the adults. I even personally know somebody who OD'd on that shit. He happens to be a drug user, but he didn't know exactly what he was getting into, and he OD'd on that fentanyl twice, and he's he's totally stopped. I guess it woke him up real quick. He's still alive, thank God. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it just it really it, if it hasn't hit you close to home, it's it, it surely will soon enough. And the article goes on to say, Minnehaha County Sheriff Mike Milestead told Fox News Digital that the intent of cartel-backed drug smugglers is not to pass out fentanyl at Halloween, but to use the boxes of popular candy brands as a way to smuggle the drugs into the U.S. from Mexico. Milstead, who serves as a vice chair of the National Sheriff's Association Drug Enforcement Committee in South Dakota, works directly with the federal government and more than 3,200 sheriffs across the country to coordinate an anti-drug smuggling and combat the rise of fentanyl. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates fentanyl con contributed to more than 107,000 drug overdose deaths in the U.S. last year alone. Wow. That is just absolutely crazy, man. So, I mean, you know, it used to be a time when they don't do it now. You know, the people you go trick or treating, and sometimes you would get an apple or or some piece of fruit or something rather than candy. People would do that. They felt it was a healthy alternative, and there was always that warning that somebody would slip in a razor blade, right? And they'd always tell people to go to your local hospital to have your your X ray, whatever you receive from trick or treating. You can have it X rayed for free to make sure there wasn't any type of poisoning or tampering with a product or, or anything like that. 
But uh, now it's here in 2022. Kids have, I mean, parents have to be on top of the game because I've seen these pills and they do look, you know, like candy. They're the multicolored. They're they're like pill form. They're kind of almost like sweet tarts, you know, Skittles, shit like that. So definitely make sure you check your kids' candy before they eat it. So that's a big warning right there. time you hear the the concept of Halloween when you're a kid your brain can't even process the information you can, you're like what, what is this what did you say so what did you say about giving out candy who was giving out candy everyone that we know is just giving out candy are you kidding me when is this happening where why take me with you I, I gotta be a part of this I'll do anything that they want I can wear that I'll wear anything I have to wear. I'll do anything I have to do to get the candy from those fools that are so stupidly giving it away. All right, seen this story on Tucker Carlson, and it, it was some woman that was being, I guess she's a mom of one of these students in, in a college, and I guess they were telling the students in some of these colleges that they had warned them about wearing certain kinds of costumes. I guess it had not a culturally appropriate. Um, I'm going to read through it. I'm going to try to burn through this. I'm going to read it real fast. It's pretty lengthy, but I'm going to try to minimize it as best as possible. It just starts off by saying colleges across America are warning students of cultural appropriation as they prepare to dress up for Halloween, giving tips on how to avoid offending others. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Schools such as the University of Wisconsin-Madison, Ohio University, University of Colorado Boulder, University of Nebraska-Lincoln, University of Michigan are all encouraging students to choose a Halloween costume that does not appropriate another culture. I'm thinking of a costume that they're trying to tie into, and I'm thinking like anybody that dresses like an Indian or something like that. I, I know my ex-girlfriend, she used to wear a, a sexy Indian uh, costume. So maybe that's what they're kind of talking about here. I don't know. The University of Wisconsin-Madison has a webpage dedicated to Halloween cultural awareness, which states that, that students should avoid racist, crude, or culturally insensitive costumes. Please wear your mask. When did that, when did it, costumes become, you know, an issue all of a sudden? I mean, I don't know. It says, quote, when somebody adopts aspects of a culture that's not their own, it is often viewed as disrespectful when cultural elements are copied from a marginalized culture by members of a dominant culture and used outside of their culture context, the webpage states. Fuck you! You know what I think of when I hear something like that? I think of Beyonce. And, uh, you know, Beyonce, the singer, she's a black woman, but uh, she always dyes her hair blonde. So, is she offending white people? I don't think so. 
I don't know. I'm just kind of comparing the two. It seems kind of similar in the same aspect. I mean, I don't know too many black women that are, you know, naturally blonde. I'm just saying. Moving on. The University of Wisconsin-Madison said even pop star Katy Perry is guilty of cultural appropriation as several of her music videos appropriate other cultures and use stereotyped costumes. UW-Madison did not specify which music video is culturally appropriate, however. Who cares? Who cares? You know, just take it. Try to get your money back there, parents, and and kick those kids and pull those kids out of school. Go somewhere else. Take them to a community college or something. I don't know. University asked students to consider how someone else would feel if they dressed as a stereotype or a culture that you do not directly identify with. Really? What do you call these people that call themselves transsexuals? They try to pretend that they're women, but they're not. I think there's a lot of women out there that are offended by uh, men dressing up as women and trying to pass them off as such. Just saying. Might want to take that in consideration as well. And that doesn't happen on Halloween. That happens every day now. They're pushing that that bullshit on people. Uh, Quoting further, think about whether or not you're turning someone's everyday 21st century culture into a caricature. The web page states, well, what do you think? When do you think that is? All that cross-dressing going on. All that tranny stuff. That's a caricature of women, especially when they're dressed up with makeup and all that crazy clown clothes and shit. Come on. It's the same thing. Julian Nusk, a sophomore at University of Wisconsin-Madison, told Fox News Digital that the university's guidance on Halloween costumes is very ridiculous. Quoting, I'm an Asian American. I think it's very ridiculous for a school to tell a student that you cannot wear other culture, Noisk said. I think it's kind of flattering when people do that because it shows that they acknowledge my culture's existence. Yeah, that's how I kind of felt. I, I feel the same way when it comes to the Cleveland Indians and they changed their name. The Washington Redskins, they changed their name. People didn't weren't bothered by it. It was just only a few people that got bugged out. Just trying to stir shit up and change things around. That's all it is. It's just these are just a few voices over many. I got a problem with it. Quoting, I believe that you know it's up to the student to make any uh, to make and dress any culture that they want. Noisk said, if that's how you pronounce her last name. Harrison Wells, chairman of the University of Wisconsin Young Americans for Freedom chapter, told Fox News Digital that the school should not stick its nose where it doesn't belong. Quoting, I don't think the university has any place in telling students how they should dress, especially off campus. Nonetheless, on campus for Halloween. I don't think that's their place at all, Wells had said. And uh, goes on to say, uh, Wells continues and says, uh, they tend to protect certain groups that they believe need to be protected. And I can say, you know, as a Catholic, when individuals dress up as priests or nuns, the school does nothing about it. And I believe the whole point of Halloween is to dress up as something that you are not. It is to pretend to be something you are not for that day, Wells said. Again, I refer you to transsexuals or transgenders, whatever. The University of Wisconsin-Madison student also said that the effort to influence what students wear on Halloween doesn't matter to most students because a small campus population will get offended by what someone else wears. Yeah, it's only small. Yeah, exactly. Just a few voices over many. It's bullshit. Quoting, I think that this is this just kind of goes on the pattern that the University of Wisconsin-Madison and many other universities across campus try to do. 
they're just pandering to this small minority of people on campus who are extremely loud in the university. Time and time again can lose their needs and feel the need to address issues that just don't exist. No one truly feels offended by someone wearing a costume. I mean, and if you do that, it's something you need to work out, Wells had said. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. There's a kid, it looks like he's holding, it's a, it's a picture I'm looking at. Looks like it, it, it's just some sort of pamphlet that has a picture of a guy with a sombrero on or something like that. I mean, I'm going. I'm about ready to go to a costume party tonight. I'm not going to wear a costume. I don't do that. But there's a lot of people that dress up in costume. The person I go, see, you know, who's throwing the party, he goes, my senior Raider man. He's the guy who wears a sombrero. But he's a Latino, so, you know, he's not really doing anything, I guess, culturally inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? I get kind of all kinds of people I see at these costume parties dressed up like that. Nobody thinks this way. This is ridiculous. What the hell are they doing in colleges, man? Ohio University's Division of Diversity and Inclusion. <laughs> really? There is such a thing, huh? Inclusion! I created a quote-unquote, My Culture is Not a Costume webpage, where it gives specific examples of what costumes appropriate other cultures. Quoting, when thinking about a Halloween costume, it is increasingly important to ensure that you are not attempting to adopt an identity that is not your own, the webpage states. Though you may think you are harmlessly dressing up for one night, portraying such stereotypes has a long-standing impact. This practice does not exhibit the expectations of respect across differences we expect from all bobcats. I guess that's their mascot, the bobcats. Really? Again, just a few people. It further states that wearing hairstyles of people of color is quote-unquote quote transphobic homophobic costumes making a mockery of mental illness, costumes that represent harmful racial and ethnic stereotypes, and anything representing blackface, brownface, or yellowface are considered culturally in inappropriate. And it's got these pictures. I mean, I, I, I should have put, put, I don't know if I was going to put this on video, probably not. But it has a picture of a young black gal, and she's holding a picture of what I guess it would be a, a woman I guess her whole body is painted in black and there is a vampire about ready to suck on her neck or something. <laughs> it's just so stupid. And here's another one of an Asian woman with uh, a person uh, dressed up as a geisha girl. And I, I believe all these people that are all dressed up are probably white women or white people. And so they're just kind of, you know, putting that out there. Uh, here's another one and it shows... Um, I guess it would be a Native American woman, and behind her is a white woman with uh, what we call the head, the, the Indian headdress with the feathers and everything. I guess that that's uh, it says wear wear a wear a culture, not a costume. That's the that's their catchphrase. Another one of uh, what it seems to be a Latino young Latino gentleman, and I guess the guy <laughs> the guy is wearing a, a sombrero with a what do you call it? Uh, a poncho or whatever over him. And he's got an inflatable fake uh, donkey. It makes him look like he's riding it. And his legs would be the, you know, the donkey's rear legs. <laughs> if you can imagine that, I mean, I'll put the article, I'll tweet out the article for you guys to check out so you can see for yourself. And uh, another one is, now this is what trips me out. Because here it shows, the last picture is a woman 
with a crazy colored red hair, right? She's just a regular old white woman. And behind her is a guy dressed up in drag. Now, I thought that was okay. I thought that was an okay thing. So what are they saying here? That, that trannies can't be dressing up like women? Because if that's the case, then say it. But they're not saying it. But it shows right here on, on the screen. Oh, God, I wish I could. I started off showing, sharing this video. Anyhow, I mean, just, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it out up there on Twitter. You guys take a look at it. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, it goes on to say, there is an abundance of costumes worn yearly on Halloween that make light of deeply rooted perceptions, including gypsies, geisha, and Dia, Dia de los Muertos skeleton costumes, or costumes that depict Middle Eastern, Hispanic, Southeast Asian, Indigenous, or Native American cultures. The webpage states, come on, man. It's <laughs> just ridiculous, man. Fuck these colleges, man. No wonder you putting your kids into. The webpage includes multiple posters of people holding pictures of other individuals who are wearing culturally inappropriate costumes, like I had just mentioned. Uh, Cameron Lowry, a student at Ohio University, told Fox News Digital that this is an example of university administration trying to, quote-unquote, promote a woke ideology on students. Yeah, of course. And shout out to Ohio. What's up, guys? Uh, hold on a second. He goes on saying, This is not about cultural appropriation. It is about something more. Ohio University, which is strictly a left-leaning college, is using their power of communication to large portion of people to promote a woke ideology on youth groups that are most susceptible to political influence, Lowry said. It is not the role of the university to inform or and prevent students from wearing a type of costume. The students should be smart enough to make intelligent decisions when it comes to their costume choice. Yeah. Lowry said that he sees people wearing costumes of popes, nuns, priests, and even Jesus Christ. Quoting, Ohio University has never said a word about this, and they still haven't, he commented. What is next? Is OU going to hire costume police to crack down on outfits they don't approve of? Lowry said in the university's effort to educate students on cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, the costume police. Yeah, I know, really. Kid seems kind of smart. Ohio University intern, senior director of communications, Dan Pittman, told Fox News Digital that the My Culture, My Culture is Not a Costume effort aims to educate the campus community on respecting differences in all forms. Quoting, the My Culture is Not a Costume campaign was originally developed in 2011 by an Ohio University student organization. Earlier this year, Ohio's Division of Diversity and Inclusion worked with student leaders across campus to incorporate the effort into the university's existing peer education program, which provides numerous opportunities for our campus community to learn about and acknowledge respect differences in all forms, Pittman had said. You know, it's kind of funny. When did they start this? Back in 2011? And then what? It just kind of died off and people were like, nah, this, this, this group's a little whack. So, you know, people weren't join, joining in this group. And now all of a sudden they just bring it back, what, 11 years later? <laughs> now it's a big issue? Come on. Other schools such as the University of Colorado Boulder state that the culture appropriation is a common offense during the Halloween season. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go through each school, but I, I'm just wondering, what is the big fucking deal? Oh, no. I mean, a few people are bitching about this. Just a few people. For shits and giggles. Maybe a dozen people? Come on. Cultural appropriation, the inappropriate use of ideas, symbols, or stereotypes pertaining to another culture is a common offense among Halloween costumes. 
These types of costumes are offensive because they often reduce a culture to a caricature. Acknowledging and being mindful of cultural appropriation can help us create a more welcoming and inclusive community for all our fellow buffs. The university webpage states, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like a, a fucking an echo chamber. Because they're all saying the same goddamn thing. It's the same phrase. I just read it to you, what, a few minutes ago? And now this is a totally different university, and they're saying the same damn thing. It's almost as if they're all, like, networked. They have their own little group online, like their own little Facebook group. Bunch of woke idiots. Woke college kids. You know, they're just going around, and they, they just communicate back and forth to each other in all these colleges. They're spreading the same message, the same bullshit. It's crazy. It says right here, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln gave students a list of popular Halloween costumes, which includes Spider-Man, cheerleader, cowboy, and more, but encouraged students to avoid cultural appropriation when choosing a costume. Shut the fuck up, bitch! Quoting, when selecting your costume for Halloween, remember to be culturally... Res cult ah, excuse me. Culturally... <laughs> respectful to other races, cultures, and ethnicities and disabilities. This can be achieved by avoiding cultural appropriation, the webpage states. Hmm. So what if you wanted to, I don't know, let's say, dress up as Stephen Hawking for Halloween? Now, are you going to walk around as Stephen Hawking, or are you going to have to get yourself, I don't know, maybe a uh, a wheelchair? Right? So, would that be making fun of a, a disabled person? I mean, Stephen Hawking is a white guy, right? It, it's all stupid. The message aimed at students also states that they should never rely on cultural sig signifiers and stereotypes to deliver the effect of your Halloween costumes. I mean, they put a lot of thought into this. It just seems like just a bunch of stupid nonsense. Blackface Native American headdresses, sacred ceremonial garments, and role-playing a disability are all examples of what is not okay for a Halloween costume, the webpage states. Additionally, your costume should not depict a historical time period where that look outfit is now, now considered offensive and discriminatory, including Confederate soldiers and Nazis. Oh, hell no! So much fucking craziness, man. Wow. That's the article. I'm, I'll tweet it out, but I'm just telling you right now, man, that, that's just some ridiculous-ass bullshit, man. It, it just sounds like an echo chamber. Again, I think these people are just communicating amongst each other, Facebook groups and shit like that, and, you know, they start up this little, you know, this one little group, and then they just put it out there on, on Facebook or whatever, you know, some some idiot in another, you know, some woke idiot in another school says, oh, that's pretty neat. I think we'll join them and then we'll start up our own page for our university. And you know what I mean? That's what's going on here. It's all nonsense, man. Dress up the way you want to dress up. And who gives a shit? You're not walking around the campus. You could do whatever the fuck you want to do off campus. Right? Go out. Have a blast.
the first couple of years, I made my own costumes, which of course suck, the ghost, the hobo, no good. <laughs> then finally, third year, begging the parents, got the Superman Halloween costume, not surprisingly. <laughs> Cardboard box, cellophane top, mask included. Remember the rubber band on the back of that mask? That was a quality item there, wasn't it? That was good for about 10 seconds before it snapped out of that cheap little staple they put it in there with. You go to your first house, trick or snap, it broke, I don't believe it. Wait up, you guys, I gotta fix it. Hey, wait up! Wait up! That's what kids say, they don't say wait. They say, wait up! Hey, wait up! Because when you're little, your life is up, the future is up, everything you want is up. Wait up, hold up, shut up. <laughs> Mom, I'll clean up, let me stay up. <laughs> Parents, of course, are just the opposite. Everything is down, just calm down. <laughs> Slow down. Come down here, sit down, put that down. So I had my little costume, I was physically ready, I was preparing myself. I did not try on the costume prior to Halloween. Do you remember this? This is an obscure one, but on the side of the box, I remember this on my Superman costume, it actually said, do not attempt to fly. <laughs> they printed that as a warning, because kids were putting it on and going off the roof. You know. I love the idea of the kid who's stupid enough to think he actually is Superman, but smart enough to check that box before he goes off the roof. Wait, let me see if it says anything about me being Superman. Oh, wait a second here. I... So anyway, but my hopes were up. I was thinking that this is probably the same exact costume that Superman wears himself. And you put these things on, it's not exactly the super fit that you are hoping for. It looks more like Superman's pajamas is what it looks like. It's all kind of loose and flowing and the neckline kind of comes down about there flimsy little ribbon string in the back. Plus my mother makes me wear my winter coat over the costume anyway. I don't recall Superman wearing a jacket. Not like I had cheap corduroy phony fur. Boy, I'm Superman, but it's a little chilly out and I'm glad I've got this cheap little 10-year-old kid's jacket. So I'm going out, I'm trick-or-treating, but the mask, the rubber band keeps breaking, it keeps getting shorter. I'm fixing it, it's getting tighter and tighter on my face. You know when it starts slicing into your eyeballs there and you're, you're trying to breathe through that little hole? <laughs> getting all sweaty. I can't see, I can't breathe, we gotta get going, we gotta get together. <laughs> and a half hour into it, you just take that mask, oh, the hell with it! Bing bong, yeah, it's me, give me that candy. Yeah, I'm Superman, look at the pant legs, what do you care? All right, here's something coming out of San Diego County. It seems that there are thieves that are target pricey Halloween decorations at North San Diego County homes. There's people stealing shit from people's yards. I mean, come on, really? Is it really that bad out there? You're going to steal somebody's, what, fake ghost or skeleton or whatever? Or, or pumpkin? I mean, I'm trying to think back on when I was a kid 
did I do some crazy shit like that? I don't think I, I don't, no, I didn't. <laughs> but anyhow, this is, this is coming from ABC 10 News out of San Diego. Let me get this set up. We're gonna, I'm gonna play the news report here. Why don't you take a look at it? Pull it up right here on screen. Again, this is, who is this? It's by Michael Chen. First off, it just says, in case you're listening, just says, upset residents in North San Diego County are hoping video clues will lead to a break. After thieves went on a shopping spree targeting pricey Halloween decor. Jane Pichette says her husband spent more than $200 and 20 hours crafting a giant spider for their Halloween display in front of their home along Heron Drive in Vista. Quote, unquote, a lot of detail and heart went into that. He made it for his grandkids, said Pichette. Okay, let's take a look at the news report. Let it, let it speak for himself, for itself, excuse me. Here we go. ABC 10, checking in with uh, the Halloween thieves. I just think it's low. It's sad that people have duped to that level. Hours of hard work and hundreds of dollars stolen from a North County family after thieves target pricey Halloween decor. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Kimberly Hunt. Several other homes across oh, the county were all hit in a matter of days. But as ABC 10 News reporter Michael Chen tells us, victims hope video clues like these will stop the theft spree. The Pichette family takes a lot of pride in their creepy, crawly Halloween fun, but this week the centerpiece of their display disappeared. Jane Pichette says her husband spent more than $200 and 20 hours. A lot of detail and heart went into that. Crafting this giant spider for their grandkids. Wow. On Tuesday night, just before 10.30, video shows a truck parked next to their home in Vista before someone climbs out and grabs the spider. Pichette's grandson, six-year-old Finn. I felt sad because my grandpa worked really hard on it. Some 20 minutes earlier, several miles away in San Marcos, this happened. Watch as the truck, its bed stuffed with something, stops along Treasure Drive. Five people fan out, and in less than a minute, they return to the Five truck people. with Halloween decor, mostly what? giant inflatables. They toss the items into the back and take off. We're told the total haul here was more than $1,000 worth of decor. It's believed later that night and back in Vista, this spooky inflatable tree was nabbed from a different home. Put a damper on the holidays. It, it makes it... Um, not so enjoyable when you want to be festive for your neighbors and you know somebody's going to come and steal it for their own game. The next night, more Halloween. That's just fucking stupid. The whole thing is stupid doing it. It's not even a prank. It's just, it's ignorance. First off, you're living, it's 2022. Everybody's got a camera in front of their home. If not a ring doorbell, you know, with a video camera. So you're going to get pinched. Second, what the hell are you going to do with it? You going to put it in your yard now after you've been on the what Channel 10 news? Everybody's going to know you're the crooks. You, you can't put it in front of your home now. And then what are you going to do? You going to go to a flea market and and try to sell it off or a garage sale try to sell it to somebody? I mean, that's fucking stupid. Everything about this is stupid. These five people, yeah, they should be arrested, they should be prosecuted. But I mean, seriously, once they get locked up, and they get housed. People want to ask. Some guy's going inside and going to say, what you in for, bro? Oh, I'm in for stealing a giant spider and a skeleton. I, <laughs> how long are you going to last locked up? You know what I'm saying? But then again, San Diego County, I heard they're going to woke over there. So they're, they probably got a weak prosecutor. 
That's just absolutely nuts. Thievery to the south in Claremont. Along Ood Drive, thieves in hoodies grab skeletons off this porch. Next door at Jill Sandman's house, you can see someone grabbed a severed <laughs> head and two of her full-size skeletons. You know, disappointed that people weren't uh, <laughs> respectful of not only my wow. house, but also of the holiday. Michael Chen, ABC 10 News. A report was filed in some of the cases with sheriff's deputies. In the past years, detectives have said thieves will frequently try to resell the inflatables on sites such as OfferUp and Craigslist. Wow. I mean, seriously, look at these guys. I mean, you're right on tape. I mean, it's not going to be too hard to find this truck. You know what I'm saying? And I hope these guys get pinched, man. That is some low-life shit. And the kid really liked his, his little spider. Or well, it was a little spider. It looked pretty damn big. Where's that damn thing? Somewhere over here. I don't know, man. It's There it is. It's That's ridiculous, man. I mean, he spent how, 200 bucks to make that thing? It's pretty impressive, nonetheless. Yeah, so I hope those those dirt bags get busted. Look at them. There they are. If, you wreck, if you're in San Diego County, take a look at this picture. Snitch on them. They deserve it. They look like a bunch of punks anyway. I mean, come on. Well, I guess teenagers nowadays, they just fork on the whole bag snatching routine. People used to do that kind of stuff, too. You know, bag snatch from kids, which I always thought was just the lowest of the low. But, I mean, come on. Taking shit from people's yard. Whatever. Alright, so did you guys know what the worst candies on Halloween to give out are? Well, it seems that The Hill, they did a little story, and they seem to know which candies are the worst. Um, to tell you the truth, I looked at it and looked at the list already, and uh, I think they may, might be onto something here. I don't think it's fake news. <laughs> But uh, I'll just give it to you, the top 10 worst candies to give out this Halloween. And it's probably something that you already know that's uh, it's not rocket science, it's not news, you know. But nonetheless, I'll just give it to you anyway real quick. It says right here, and again from the hill it just says, uh, Is there a trick-or-treat goodie that makes you say boo? We, have, we all have our likes and dislikes when it comes to our, to our sweets, but according to data from thecandystore.com, an online wholesale and bulk candy retailer, some are more likely to get yucks than yums. <laughs> okay, I don't write them, I just read them. <laughs> okay, so when there's bad jokes out there, that's not me, that's not yours truly. Uh, it says, to, to rank its worst, Candy Store surveyed over 15,000 customers and combined that with 12 other best and worst can holiday, uh, Halloween candy lists from outlets like BuzzFeed, Business Insider, and Bon Appetit. And here's the 2022 list right now. Okay, so you ready? Number 10 on the worst candies to give out list is good and plenty right good and plenty let me just say i, I like good and plenties i don't know why they're the worst but that's number 10. number nine is black licorice now i hate black licorice i never liked it i like the red ones the vines the strawberry and the cherry flavored as well but the regular red ones black ones i don't like it. i never did like that the flavor of it turned me off 
Nonetheless, number eight, which I totally disagree with being on this list, is Tootsie Rolls. I love Tootsie Rolls. Who doesn't? I mean, who hates Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> I at least love eating those things on Halloween. They're hella good. Number seven is Mary Jane. I've never heard of Mary Jane. I don't know what what that is. Number six is Smarties. I do like Smarties. I used to eat those all the time. I used to pretend they were magic pills. When I was a child, I used to think they were magic pills and they'd make me Superman or some shit. <laughs> Kids. Uh, number five, wax cola bottles. Now, I do remember these things. They really, I don't know. I, I, I always thought any of those wax, like the, you know, the lips, the wax lips kids used to get and then eat them. I mean, who eats who eats wax? I mean, it's just, it's all chewy. It's flavorless. I don't know. But they're number five. So if you eat wax cola bottles, I don't know. Something's wrong with you, I guess. I don't know. Neko wafers. I, I don't think I know what those are. Um, I, the only wafers I know of are those kind of like cookies or they're kind of like a cookie slash cracker thing, you know, with the cream in the middle. They have like different flavors like chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. If you know what I'm talking about. If that's what they're talking about, I love those. But regardless, they're number four on this list. Uh, number three is peanut butter kisses. Now that is all wrong. I love those. Hershey's uh, kisses, the peanut butter kisses, all of them. Love them. I don't know. I don't know who. What is this? Hold on a second. Candystore.com. They're all wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, are they just basing it on the sales they're they're getting this year? You know, bulk sales. I mean, not many people are spending money on candy these days with the Biden America going on. You know what I mean? Number two. Candy corn. Now, candy corn to me is... Uh, I never like those. I, I mean, I'll eat them and stuff, and they're bearable and everything, but they're just not on the top. Definitely not on the top of my list. And the number one candy, the worst candy to purchase this Halloween, are circus peanuts. What is wrong with circus peanuts? I, I mean, now I'm thinking of regular peanuts, like salted peanuts and shelled peanuts, but I think what they're talking about is these peanuts they are kind of covered in some sort of candy coating or something like that. I think that's what they're referring to. I'm not sure. But nonetheless, I think whoever came up with this list, they're, they're all back-ass word. <laughs> you know? I mean, I love Pitchy Rolls. I love good and... Well, I don't love good and plenty, but they're, they're doable. There's nothing wrong with them. Good and plenty's are doable. Tootsie Rolls are fantastic. Uh, Smarties are good. Uh, peanut butter kisses. That's 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 a great one. Why is that number three? I don't know. It, it, am I getting it wrong? Am I am I thinking the wrong product or something? I don't know. But anyhow, Candy Store explains circus peanuts have previously been number one on its worst list and were in second place last year. <laughs> Unfamiliar with some of these candies? Here's a little breakdown. Flavor slash year introduced, if known. For ones you may not have heard of, Mary Jane Peanut Butter Molasses Taffy, 1914. That's when they came out, I guess. The Mary Janes, that's what they are. They're Peanut Butter Molasses Taffy. I'm trying to think. I've had something like that before. I don't find anything wrong with this. Smarties were the sweetheart coated chocolate. 
I thought they were the little flavored, fruit flavored, little small pill looking stuff. I don't know. I thought that's what it was. But they came out in 1937. The wax cola bottles, the gummy cylinder containing sweet syrup in various flavors. Yeah, I, I didn't like those. And the Neko wafers were the chalky wafers in various flavors. They came out in 1847. Huh. So the wafers are totally something different. Oh, I know what those are. They're kind of like the bottle caps, if you know what those are. Like various fruit flavors and stuff like that. They're like bottle caps. I know exactly what they are. Okay, got it. Uh, interestingly, two of the candies on this list are very familiar. The peanut butter kisses have no relation to Hershey's kisses. Huh. Despite the name, they are, however, a variant of Mary Jane candies, as explained by food historian Sarah Wasberg Johnson. Like Mary Jane's, PBKs are peanut butter and molasses flavored. Unlike Mary Jane's, PBKs come in orange and black wrappers, which may be part of why they're so often associated with Halloween. Hmm. In case you're wondering, Candy Store didn't re reserve all its research to finding the candy people love to hate. The site also named its 10 best Halloween candies with one major winner reigning supreme for another year Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So they're number one in, as the best candy. I don't know if I want to, hold on, I, maybe I'll, I'll check out the list real quick of the 10 best. Hold on, let me see what it links to. Yeah, I actually did find it. Here it is. It, this is actually a link to, the, to candystore.com, so if you want to check it out yourself, I'll, I'll put a link in, in the, on Twitter. You guys can check it out. But here are the 10 best Halloween candies. And number 10 is Butterfinger. Love me some Butterfinger. Great stuff. <laughs> Love it. Uh, the, it just says the classic Butterfinger appeared to appeared on a number of lists usually in a second half or top 10 and they go on with this whole article about butterfingers i'm not going to read into it but that's number 10 number nine is twix twix is number nine on the best candy list down from two spots from number seven last year wow so they're losing traction not good twix you better step up your game <laughs> number eight is kit kat I love me. I mean, so far the list looks pretty good. Kit Kats are number eight, down two spots from number six last year, so they're on the slide with Twix. Number seven are hot tamales, and that's a new one on the top of ten uh, on the top ten list. I don't like hot tamales. They're t they're too spicy or too much cinnamon flavor to it. That's just me though. So I, I would scratch that one off as it's number seven. I'd put that on the. the on the worst list and replace that with Tootsie Rolls. That's what I would do. Number six is a Hershey bar. And that, that one is up two spots from number eight last year. Uh, number five is Sour Patch Kids. They've stayed at number five since last year, so they're not going anywhere. They're still solid at number five. Skittles, number four. Marshawn Lynch's favorite candy. That's number four, down one spot from number three last year. Number three now is Snickers, and that's up one spot from number four last year. So Skittles and Snickers traded places. Number two is M&M's. They've stayed solid at number two from last year. And number one, 
like I mentioned earlier, is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And it always, and it seems, uh, still at number one, and they put in parentheses, always will be, <laughs> with a question mark. So there you go, guys. That's what's happening in 2022 on Halloween. That's your best and worst top ten. So says CandyStore.com. comedy though we still have great comedy out there there's always rambling joe biden what the f joe says shit that even people with tourettes go no no what is going on joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right i'm proud to work with barack america he's not a superhero you idiot come here when fdr was on television there was no tv back then come here joe sit down rambling joe biden what the f come on man get a life all right everybody that's it of the halloween show thank you so much for stopping by but real quick gotta give all of you a shout out all right so let's get right to it before i end this i'm so excited to end this <laughs> i hate to say it i mean it sounds very selfish of me because i know some of you can probably like the show i don't know but uh boy i'm telling you i need a vacation my mind is going apeshit crazy trying to balance this uh with my personal life it is it is really hard when i don't have anybody helping me do this it's a one-man show i've always told you that but i'm still appreciative don't don't get me wrong don't get me misconstrued i'm very very appreciative of each and every one of you for stopping by even if you stop by just for you know one little listen i'm still appreciative so don't get it twisted all right so let's go do this. I do it every time, every last episode. Since I started this podcast, I always give a shout out to each and every one of you. All right. So let's see here. Let's go to the analytics. And just, I, I never check my analytics, so I don't know exactly who or, you know, where people are listening from. But just looking at right off the top, it looks, it looks very, uh, well, interesting, a little, little different than it usually is. Looks like I gained some listenership, so that's kind of interesting. So what I thought I'd do is do it, do the international shout-outs real quick, and I'll try to rip through them. So I'm not going to pay too much, uh, you know, I'm not going to comment on, on certain places or people or anything like that. Just laying out the names, laying out the names of the cities and the regions and everything like that, all right? So... Right here at the bottom, the very least of the town. These are the people, I guess, this is in Canada. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was that guy that hit Paul Pelosi over the head. Uh, but somebody did stop through in Canada. Looks like a couple of people. Let me click on it and see what region. Oh, few people did. So, here are the three regions in Canada people are listening from. Or, yeah, Quebec, Ontario. In Quebec, Ontario, and British Columbia. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, God damn. You know, I'm just going to say something before I go further, any further. Uh, you know, I do all those commercials about uh, Anchor. Let me tell you something. Anchor has been screwing around with their, their website, and they really shouldn't do that. 
because if it wasn't broke, don't try to fix it. I'm just putting that out there. Brazil checks in. Sao Paulo, Amazonas, Pernambuco, Pernambuco, Aminas, Garais, Garais, Garais have all checked in from Brazil. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, what else? God. And I got some listenership come from the UK. 100% of it from England. Shout out to all of you in England across the pond. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And I still have listenership in was it Ireland? Leinster. Did I pronounce that correctly? I remember I had trouble pronouncing that last time. Leinster. 100% from Leinster. I think I lost uh, some listenership in Dublin. I think I had somebody in Dublin listening. But regardless, I appreciate you for listening. And I have some of you coming from good old Germany. Germany is still sticking around with uh, people from... Now, I know I'm mispronouncing it. Don't shoot me. Don't 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 kick my ass over it. But Hesse, Hesse, H-E-S-S-E, Thuringia, and Bavaria. All three of those regions. Thank you so much. Germany checking in. My homeland. I think I think I'm part German and Irish. So between you two guys in Ireland and Germany, my homelands. Shout out to you guys and thank you so much. And there's also some other uh, countries that have just kind of, you know, slipped in and listened from around the world. I'm, I think I'll just read them off real quick. Hold on a second. Yeah, here they are. So I got, I had some people that stopped by. They were listening from France, India, Norway, Netherlands. I think Norway's a new one. Netherlands, Australia, Finland, Mexico, Colombia, Philippines, Spain, Greece, and Qatar. Qatar's a new one too. Wow. Shout out to you guys, whoever you are. You did stop by at some point, and I really do appreciate it. All right. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of my shout outs. The United States of America. And there's a lot of you. Oh, there's a lot of you. You know, I'll do, I'll I'll get to the ones that have stopped by that, that aren't regulars. Let's get those people out of the way. I'm appreciative of their listenership, but they're not sticking around. So I'm going to whip through them. I'm not going to go by region. I'm just going to give you the states. They are New Mexico, Montana, Rhode Island, Utah. I didn't think Utah would listen to me too much. I'm pretty, I'm pretty provocative sometimes. Idaho, West Virginia, Kansas, Iowa, Delaware, Arizona, Wisconsin, Connecticut, Missouri, Minnesota, uh, and Oklahoma. Well, actually, Oklahoma has more than just a, a flyby. There's there's some listenerships coming from Oklahoma. So what I'm going to do, I'll go from, let me, let's do this. California seems to be my number one listenership. So I'm going to whip through all these regions, all these cities. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. 18% of the listenership's coming from California. So here we go. Locally, the top listenership is from Mountain View. I've always suspected that it's probably some Google people monitoring me. I don't know why, but yeah, the number one with 23% is Mountain View. And then it goes down to Sacramento. Shout out to Sacramento. I stayed there for a little while. 
Oakland. Now that's a new one. Oakland's new. Right on. What's up, Oakland? That's my birthplace. That's my hometown. That's where I'm from. Oakland. Checking in. At number three, number four is Fremont. Daly City, Los Angeles, San Leandro. I used to live in that city. Wow, that's a new one, too. Shout out to San Leandro. Hey, both those uh, whack jobs you got in office. <laughs> I'm done, you, man. They are fucking that city up badly. San Rafael, Moreno Valley, San Francisco. Both those assholes out, too. Newark. Lived there for a minute. San Diego, Fresno, Santa Ana, Hemet, Salinas, Anaheim, Mill Valley, Burlingame. Mill Valley. Hmm, that's interesting. Yuba City, North Hollywood, Ventura, Ridgecrest, Loma Linda, Whittier, Lawndale, Riverside, Fairfax, El Cajon, San Jose, and Fullerton. Shout out to California checking in. Right on. And the second state is Massachusetts with Cambridge, Lowell, and Mattapoiset. I know I botched it. My apologies. But again, thank you very much for listening. The majority of them, with 98%, was Cambridge. I think the others were probably just some people that just kind of dropped in and out every now and then. So, doesn't matter. Still appreciate y'all. And number three, which is shocking to me because number three used to be number one, but they got booted down. And it's Ohio. Shout out to Ohio, though, man. You guys have always been loyal to me, so I appreciate you guys. And uh, wow, there's more of you, though. More than last time. Number one with 78% is Columbus, Ohio. What is happening, Columbus? Zinnia is number two. Cleveland is three. Cuyahoga Falls, Dayton, Tip City, Washington Courthouse, and Batavia. What is up, Ohio? Appreciate you guys. All right, number four is Washington State. And uh, which is really shocking to me because I didn't have too much. I didn't. Last what four or five seasons? I they just popped in recently, right? Since last season five. So shout out to you guys, and you guys are still listening. So shout out to you. But with uh, the majority of listenership is coming from Seattle. What's up, Seattle? Clean up that city and get rid of those dirtbag politicians. Do your best. <laughs> Every time I think of Seattle now, I think of Chaz Chop. You guys remember that? Jesus Christ! What a fucking. I'm not going to get into it. And there's also, there's Bonnie Lake, and it looks to be Snohomish. Snohomish. That's a new one. I, I don't know where that's at, but regardless, thank you so much for listening, guys. I really do appreciate it. Number five, Virginia. Is that right? Is it number five? I think it was number five. With 81% of the vote is Ashburn. Then Virginia City, Charlottesville, Richmond, Hopewell, Sandston, Norfolk, and Max Meadows checking in. Thank you so much for stopping by, guys. Good to know Virginia is in the house. Uh, Texas, the a free state, Texas. You know, I thought about Texas moving to Texas at one time. Corpus Christi. And it's on the list, too. Hey, right on. Here's what's going on in Texas. Houston is number one. 
then Princeton, Cyprus, Edinburgh, Midland, Corpus Christi, hello, Grand Prairie, Bloomington, and El Paso. El Paso, get rid of, what's his face? The hell's that guy's name? That stupid guy's trying to run for governor. Oh, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> God damn, guys. That guy is such a failure. Oh, moving on. I didn't know there was more. Katie, Keller, North Rich, Richland Hills, Waco, Cedar Hill, Fort Worth, Far, Arlington, Garland, and San Antonio. What is up? Man, there's a lot of you in Texas to be listening. Right on. I like that. Boy, they've grown. I'm kind of, I'm really shocked by how many people are listening. Let's go to Georgia. Georgia has been checking in. A lot going on in Georgia. That, I think that's a new one too, if I'm not mistaken. But number one, 17% is Atlanta, then Lithonia, Dallas. There's a Dallas in Georgia? I did not know that. Gainesville, Rome, Savannah. I heard Savannah is like the most haunted city in the world or in America, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, Savannah. Centerville, Lawrenceville, Stock, Stockbridge, Douglasville, and Mableton, Stone Mountain, and Macon, Georgia. Shout out to each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for checking in. Now, moving on down to New York. What's up, New York? Get rid of that Hulkle character. <laughs> that bitch is whacked. <laughs> I hope you guys get rid of her. Tell your friends to get that. Go for Zeldon. I've talked about before. Go for Zelda, New York. You know that's what you got to do. All right. Forget about the D in front of the name. Forget about the R in front of the name. Uh, get that. Get New York and the, I mean, especially Manhattan. Get that shit straightened up. Wow. But number one coming on New York with 17% is the Bronx, closely followed by Brooklyn, Staten Island. Buffalo, Astoria, one now on net on one net Wonota. God, I know I fucked that up. Springfield Gardens, Bloomingburg, New York, Deer Park, Geneva, North, Tonawanda, Wappingers Falls, Jamaica, Cambria Heights, Elmhurst, Plainview, and Islip. If I said that correctly, thank you guys so much for listening. God damn man. Boy, the listenership has really grown. I, I don't know if I can get through all of it. But I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm whipping as fast as possible. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm really impressed. That's really nice. Uh, what else we got going on here? Illinois is next. And with 46% listenership coming out of Illinois, is, number one is Chicago. Get rid of Lori Lightfoot. You know you gotta get rid of that bitch. She thinks she's some sort of rock star, man. She gotta go, man. She gotta go. <laughs> uh, second is Naperville, Lake in the Hills, Hazelcrest, Lake Villa or Villa, Arlington Heights, Kankaki, Kankaki. Hope I said that right. Zeigler, Melrose Park, Quincy, Rockfords, and Springfield. Thank you so much for listening guys in illinois man i wanted to take um amtrak from uh here in the bay area there's an amtrak line that goes all the way i think it goes up the west coast and then cuts to the right from seattle and goes all the way down to uh chicago i always wanted to take that train trip maybe one day i'll do that I'll do a video for that what oh florida 
is next. 3% listenership. That's not good, Florida. Come on. You're a free state. You, you should be able to listen to me anytime you want. 20% is coming from Jacksonville. Followed by Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach, Port Orange, Belle Glade, Winter Park, Tallahassee, Fernanda Beach, Cape Coral, Delray Beach, Hialeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, Hialeah, Hialeah, High Springs Parish, West Palm Beach, Pensacola, and Tampa. Thank you so much for listening. West Palm Beach. Isn't that where Marl Lago's at? That would be awesome if Trump was listening to me. <laughs> if you are listening there, uh, Mr. 45, uh, give your boy a shout out. Hit me up uh, on uh, Twitter at RealWOD. <laughs> That'd be great, man. It, it, that would be hella funny, man, if I found out Trump was listening to me. I highly doubt it, but it would be fucking cool as fuck. Uh, what else is going on here? Oh, that was Florida. Uh, New Jersey. Fort uh, Jersey Shore. What's up? <laughs> I've, been, I've been, been watching the Jersey Shore like crazy on Pluto TV. It is the funniest damn show. Uh, anyhow, number one is Clifton. Absitcon, Fort River, East Orange, Salem, Willingboro, North Bergen, Bergen, Lawrence Garfield, and New Egypt. Hmm. Those are interesting names, man, I'm coming across. I, I always find some of these names that I come across are really interesting, these towns. I wish I could visit each and every one of them and find out what, what, what it's all about. Uh, next one is Maryland. Maryland's got a lot of listenership. Hey, what's up, Maryland? Beautiful state. I've actually drove through there when I went to Washington, Washington D.C. After a flight, you have to go through Maryland. Beautiful state. Sykesville, Gaithersburg, Baltimore, Lanham, Silver Spring, Hagerstown, Owings Mills, and Se- Seven- Severn, Salisbury, ha- Hayward de Grace. I'm not laughing at you guys. I'm just, the names are just, it's crazy. And Street, that's the name of a city too. Street, community, town, whatever, village, street, Maryland. So thank you very much, guys, for checking in and listening and and keep doing so. All right, that was Maryland. We're almost done, I I assure you. It's not going to go on forever. (laughs) I'm just going off. Indiana. Oh, no. What happened here? Hold on. Okay. I'm telling you, Anchor's website. No bueno. No bueno. They need to tighten up. Uh, In in Indiana, Elkhart, New Albany, and Indianapolis. Indianapolis checking in at the bottom with 6%. Shame on you. Uh, I do want to go to Indianapolis Motor Speedway one day. Uh, Beside the point. Thank you so much, Indiana, for checking in. And I also got Oregon. I, I lived in Oregon for a while. I do like Oregon. But number one is not Portland, What where I thought would be number one. It's Boardman. And I'm not quite sure where that's at. Maybe that's in Central Oregon. I could be wrong. Maybe it's on the on the West Coast over there near the sea i don't know regardless 
They're checking in with 78% of the vote. Thank you, Boardman. Portland is second with 11%. And Central Point, I know that area very well. I lived there for about maybe a year or just under a year with a friend of mine. She lived up there. And uh, that's right by Medford. It's a town right next to Medford. I guess it's all kind of the same in Rogue Valley. See, I know that area. Rogue Valley checking in. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And North Carolina, I got Charlotte, High Point, Wilkesboro, Lincoln, Lincolnton, Matthew, Salisbury, Fayetteville, and Reedsville. Thank you so much for just stopping by and listening. Boy, there's so much. I, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> I really don't. This is wild. I didn't know I gained so much listenership over the time. Uh, Colorado. We got in Colorado, uh, Denver's number one, 33%. I'm surprised anybody from Denver is listening to me. I always bash the, the Denver Broncos because I'm an old Oakland Raiders fan. But regardless, this isn't about the our AFC West teams. This is about uh, coming together on the podcast and listening and, and, and uh, you know, talking shit about Biden. Everybody talks shit about what I, I guess to me. I don't. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I'm, I'm babbling now. I'm getting delirious. Uh, Denver, Pueblo, Colorado Springs, Grand Junction. I, uh, Grand Junction. I want to go visit that area. I heard really good things about that area. Wheat Ridge and Castle Rock. Thank you so much for stopping by. I gotta hurry up and whip through this, man. I didn't know there was so much of you guys. Holy smokes! Kentucky is checking in. I got. Let's see. Lexington, Sailorsville. Burlington, Glasgow, Heb- Hebron, Hebron, Louisa, and Versalis. Thank you so much for stopping by. What the hell? Hold on a second. And in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, Gilbert, Lexington, Donalds, Greenwood, Barnwell, Somerville, and Chapin. Thank you so much, guys, for coming through. Wow, uh, it just it never ends. Am I going to do all 50 states? I I guess I'm being listened to in all 50 states. That's pretty amazing. Tennessee, free state, Tennessee. I love Tennessee. That's my blood, Tennessee. I got to go to Tennessee. I got to check out that town, man. A lot of good things I'm hearing about Tennessee. But with 18% tied with Crossville. Is that 18%? Followed by Shelbyville, Chattanooga, Johnson City, Nashville, Tullahoma? Bristol and Knoxville. Bristol, I want to check you out in your racetrack. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. And Alabama. I got Tuscaloosa, Northport, Birmingham, Heflin, Huntsville, Oxford, Montgomery. Thank you for checking in. Michigan checks in. I think that's a new one. Detroit, Freeland, Novi, Midland, Grand Blank and Livonia. I think they are new. Thank you so much for stopping by. Wow, man. How much more do I get? I got, you know what? Nevada, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas. I can't go through any. Oh my gosh, dude. I got, uh, Lord. Oh, I got, I'll, I'll do the last. I guess there's four more that's, or five more. Nevada. I'm curious about Nevada. Las Vegas and Henderson. Nobody from Reno, huh? <laughs> I love Las Vegas. It's a cool place to visit, man. Don't think I would want to live there, man. Too hot for me. 
Henderson. I know where that's at, it's right nearby. So thank you guys for stopping by. And Pennsylvania. I'm a little concerned about the state of Pennsylvania right now politically, so I don't know. Fetterman, man. <laughs> Anyhow, number one with 33%, a third of the listenership is Philadelphia. Shout out to Philly. I do want to go to, what is the name of that place? I get the Philly cheesesteaks. There's two of them there right by each other in Philly. I got to check out a Philly cheesesteak. I got a partner that lives out in Philly. He moved. He was an old co-worker and now he lives out there. So shout out to you guys. I'll get there someday. I got to check out those cheesesteaks. Yeah. And also what the Phillies and the Eagles, man, on the move. Shout out to your teams, man. It's, it's, are the Eagles undefeated? I, I don't know what the scores were this past weekend. I don't know if they got finally there. They were on a streak there for a while. I don't know. Anyhow, Millerton, uh, Stroudsburg, Ben, ben Salem, Ben Salem, Ben Salem. I'll say that. And Marcus Hook, thank you so much, guys, for stopping by. I really do appreciate it. I've got Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Denham Springs, and here we go, Thibbo, Thibod, Thibod, Thibodo, T-H-I-B-O-D-A-U-X. I don't know how to pronounce it. Somebody's going to have to teach me one day. But anyhow, I do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, what else? Am I almost at the end? I got you. Yeah, I think I am almost at the end. Mississippi. Madison, Poplarville, Ocean Springs, Jackson, and Tunica. You're all checking in at 20% each. Wow. There you go. Thank you so much for stopping by, man. Mississippi. I knew some people from Mississippi. Great people, man. My understanding is the people are very friendly in Mississippi. Uh, Almost at the end. Arkansas. Two more states. Arkansas. I got 20% of each of these towns checking in. Marmel, Belleville, Greenbrier, Texarkana, and Ashdown. There is actually a place called Texarkana. I think that, oh, okay. It's probably on the border of Texas and Arkansas. Got it. Never mind. (laughs) Just never been down that way. My apologies. But again, Arkansas, man, thank you so much for checking in and stopping by. Do appreciate you all. And I'm going to do one more state because my throat is shot. (laughs) And then I'm going to tell you my final thoughts here in a second. Uh, Where is it? Oklahoma. Oklahoma is checking in. And I got 20% across the board as well with these five communities, which are Edmond, Manford, Quinton, Oklahoma City, and Sand Springs. Oklahoma, thank you so much for stopping by. I really do appreciate you. All right. So there it is. There's the shout outs. Woo. I am just absolutely blown away by how many people have checked in. I haven't even touched base with all the the international regions. Or did I? Yeah, I did. I did. My apologies. All right. Okay. So this is what I'm thinking I'm about to do on my vacation. Like I mentioned before, I'm going to be doing some videos now. They'll be all on YouTube. I'm still going to be uh, doing some videos on Rumble about, you know, new stories or anything wacky that comes up. I'll still be putting material out on Rumble. So don't 
turn away from rumble i am still going to be doing that even on my vacation so be on the lookout for that but i'm going to try to focus in more on youtube i've gained a lot of followership on youtube which i do appreciate uh see especially seeing as i haven't put really anything out there in what maybe a couple of weeks or a month or something like that so i'll be doing some videos and stuff like that for youtube be on the lookout for that but what i thought i'd do is the next time i come around i'll probably do something like a special thanksgiving episode and before christmas comes around i'm planning on coming back let me check my calendar here i'm looking as i'm talking to you i'm looking at probably like i said I, i'll probably just be stopping by like if anything jumps off probably after the new year that's right it's going to be that long but again i'm going to be putting out stuff for you on video more than on the podcast but the exception will be special stories especially probably after november 8th i'm thinking even after november 8th like november 9th or 10th i might come back and do a special episode about after the midterms i really want to delve into the outcome of the midterms so be on the lookout and i'll probably from that point on from november i think i'll put an episode out 9th through the 10th then i'll tell you exactly when i'll be coming back for season seven all right and let me finish off by saying again even with all those shout outs because my throat is <laughs> it's fucking sore from reading all that i'm just absolutely grateful for each and every one of you to stop by even if it's just for a few minutes to listen to my show i really do appreciate it i put a lot of time and hard effort into trying to give you something of quality not everything i i understand you know i'm still a rookie i mean i've been only doing it technically for about three or four years but i've received a lot of positive response i never did you know what i never did get around to emails i never, you know what my apologies i should be checking my emails because i did put it out there in fact if you still want to send me a comment or email go ahead and send shoot me at the the real wod at gmail.com go ahead and check that out send me a uh email i'd appreciate a question or a comment and i'll, I'll read it sometime i haven't checked it i'm not going to get into it right now my apologies but if you sent something to me i'm going to reply back to you if there's a lot of it i won't <laughs> or i might i don't know if it's really nice I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you an email back and let you know uh but regardless i'm absolutely humbled by all my listenership that i've gained in this well especially this last year since the pandemic the pandemic i was a little shocked that it started to grow uh, i guess people were just kind of bored and you know wanted to listen to somebody it would be me which is great i'm no joe rogan but uh, i'll take any bit of listenership that i get and each and every one of you i am gratefully humbled that you have chosen to stop by and listen to me it's not easy it's 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 pretty difficult it's really time consuming uh but again this is a hobby i don't get paid any hardly any money for it i mean i get a few cents here and there you know but uh you know i can always use some more sponsorship than anchor you know regardless it's all in good fun and it's a great way for me to ventilate any anything that's on my mind by bitching and ranting and so on and so forth all right well that is it we have hit the 40 minute mark exactly my throat is sore 
I have to get back into my personal life. I gotta spend more attention to other things. Unfortunately, yes, I do have a normal life. And uh, I think that's it. I, again, just stay tuned for these little episode drops or these little specials, I guess you can call it, uh, between now and November 9th. And that is the target date when I'll probably come back and really put on a, a, a serious show about the midterms and shit like that so all right guys Uh, i think that's it i think i'm done and i i think i'm a ghost again thank you all for being a part of this season six if it wasn't for all this listenership that i just gave a shout out to i wouldn't be coming back for season seven so and i will be all right that's it guys Thank you so much. Happy Halloween to you. Stay safe out there. And I'll talk to you mm, November 9th, November 10th, something like that. All right. All right, then. So from San Francisco Bay Area, home of the woke liberal. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out, everybody.